Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Griot with Debbie Reeves. I'm here today to talk to you about uh, this plague, this coronavirus plague that's going around. And it is a plague, and um, it's reminiscent of what happened in the Bible. The Lord oftentimes would use disease, pestilence, illnesses uh, to um, punish his wayward uh, Israelites. And I remember 2 Chronicles 7, 14, it says, when I send, actually 2 Chronicles 13 and 14, where he says, when I send pestilence, when I dry up your crops and you know you go into a famine situation, he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and repent, then he said, if that happens, then I will hear them, I will forgive them, and I will heal their land. Today, everybody's talking about the coronavirus, and it's expected to get worse and spread even more so. I really don't feel that this is the last plague we're going to see. In fact, as if you know anything about Egypt and the 10 plagues that the Lord sent to Egypt because of Pharaoh's stiff-necked behavior, his hardened heart. You know that the plagues became more intense each time. They got worse up until the 10th plague where the firstborn child or animal was killed. And I don't think the coronavirus is the last of what we're going to hear about these kinds of plagues. I think they're going to become more intense they're going to come upon us even more readily. And I believe God is allowing us to be in a situation. I don't believe he brought these this virus, but I believe he's allowing it to get our attention. You see, we have a gracious God, a God who um, is so gracious that he will allow this to happen so that we can have another chance to to look to him, to do what it says in 2 Chronicles 14, to cry out to him, to pray. And then um, after we've done that, then we seek his face. We, we, we develop a relationship with him. We spend time with him. And, and then we repent. We, we turn around and go the opposite direction of what we've been going. And when he was speaking, he was talking to people, his followers, Christians. He said, if my people who are called by my name. He's not talking about the world, the people who do not know him, who do not do not believe him or believe in him, um, who don't believe that he's able to handle any situation and cure it. He's talking to the church. He's talking to us believers. And we are in a sad place today. We are not learning the word we're not spending time with the lord we're not um no we don't know the history of the israelites like you know reading in the old testament to see all the different things that happened and the bible says in first corinthians 10 that these things were put in the bible for our example and so we have no business not understanding or knowing what what is going on because this is not new And if you've noticed, we're in a time when things are so intense 
that no person, I don't care how educated, I don't care how many PhDs they have, I don't care how many, um, you know, how scientific their minds are or what they know in medicine, these things are higher than them. And when God allows us to be in these kinds of situations, he's graciously showing us that we need to turn to him, that we have no other alternative. And can you imagine if another virus came up not long from now and another one and another one and they can't even keep up with the coronavirus? Can you imagine that? Also, God has a way of using this virus to slow people down and to change things. And just like in the Bible, you know, in, in the Old Testament, he would punish them through famines and droughts and and if you if you know anything about the 10 uh, plagues that God uh, put on on Egypt you'll remember that not only did it get more intense but they they affected every area of their lives there was nothing there was no part of their lives that wasn't affected for example Egypt did not have money like we have. They had a barter system. So they would, you know, exchange, uh, somebody would have vegetables and exchange that for grain or something like that. And their economy was greatly impacted by those plagues. Um, If you're going to have darkness, you're not going to have the sun doing its job, the photosynthesis that's needed in plants for them to develop and be fruitful. And that was one of the plagues, darkness. Um, there was hail, and the hail struck their cattle and their livestock, and all of those, you know, those animals died that were not taken into shelter, so that affected their economy that way. Another thing that the, plagues di- the plague did was when he turned the water into blood, and the, the Nile River, which is one of the big, great rivers in Egypt, would overflow so many times a year, certain times of the year. Can you imagine a bloody just blood coming in on the land and killing the crops and killing everything because instead of water, it would be blood. So um, the locusts, when he brought the locusts in and the the lice and the flies, all those horrible pests of uh, insects, uh, they were destroying the crops and all. There was nothing much left. And um, so with every plague that came, it had an impact on everybody's daily life. Nobody, when it was dark, nobody could go out. Nobody could do business as usual. Um, and it was just a, a bad situation. And my question is, is anybody out there listening? Is anyone listening to what God is um, saying? Because he's speaking. He spoke then and he speaks today. The Bible says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is no... Um, change in him and he still uses he can still use droughts and famine and and fires and earthquakes and you know tsunamis and and you name it he can he can use all of those things and coronaviruses and anything else to get people's attention it's not just that these things are happening God is speaking to us but there's going to come a day when God is going to stop speaking as he did with the Israelites and he's just going to start issuing you know punishment and 
the purpose of my podcast is to talk to you about him, to get you to know him better, to get you to be able to see him in the everyday things of life, to be able to have you in a position where you can um, hear him speak through everyday things to show you him and the greatness of him. And I hope as we go through this coronavirus that you will put yourself on pause, do what I call a cruise control yourself. And or let the Lord cruise control you, put you at the place where he wants you to be. Just like you cruise control your car. You control the speed on that car. And I think God is cruise controlling us right now with this, the fear of this. Now, there's, if you truly know the Lord, you shouldn't be fearful. You should be cautious. And you should take the precautions that have been given. you washing your hands and, you know, uh, some of the things that they're telling you to do. And not put your hands, your fingers in your mouth or around your eyes or anything so that the virus can get attached in, inside of your body. But there should not be a panic or a fear where, you know, you're just totally terrified that you don't even want to leave your house. That is not the kind of life that God wants us to have. He told us in his word that he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The enemy brings fear. You should be cautious, but you shouldn't be so fearful that you can't live your life. Not only is the virus causing those kind of issues, but when people are quarantined, they can't go to work. And if you can't go to work, you can't provide for your families, or you cannot eat and do all the things you do. and if the, the businesses are not being um, functional, then they're going to fold and we're going to see more of the, of the um, you know, the stock market going down. This is, an, this is a serious situation, people. This is not something that we are to take lightly or we're saying, oh, well, maybe one day soon there'll be a cure or whatever. Um, the cure for it is very, very simple. God, it's amazing. God does very, he, he doesn't save us by having to do things. He saves us through faith. We have faith in him because we can't do it. And it's the same way we live in him. Once we come to know him as our Lord and Savior, we live by that faith. And um, he wants us to know what he's saying. He wants us to take heed. And you know, we have a lot of arrogant people in the world. We have a lot of leaders that are arrogant. We have a lot of, um, you know, um, political figures um, in, here and in this and other countries that um, feel that they are God um, and God is showing us that no you're not you're not me because you can't figure this out you can't fix this so we're in a position where uh, you know we can't figure out God but we can run to him and we can call on his name and we can repent and we can develop a relationship with him um, so that when these different things happen, we will have a sense of peace because we know that God is in control. That He can stop the coronavirus just as quickly as it came on. He can stop it. But there are some, there are some different requirements that he has of us. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people, again, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. So it's simple. 
if we want our land to be healed and the world to be healed from these different um, plagues and pan, pandem, uh, what is it called, um, pandemics, then we have to do those three things. We need to call on the Lord's name. We need to, to turn from our wicked ways. Um, and we need to repent. And I know that he will keep his word and he will hear us. He will forgive us and he will heal our land. And our land needs to be healed terribly. I mean, we have done so many awful things that we make Sodom and Gomorrah look innocent. We are Sodom and Gomorrah on steroids. And God, you know, wiped Sodom and Gomorrah off the face of the earth, never to be seen of or heard of again. So these podcasts are, this is the first of hopefully many where I will talk to you and I want to talk to you about my book, which is called From From Weeds to Wisdom. And um, I will be reading some some of the pieces. It's a devotional book and, and just kind of breaking it down and talking about how it relates to our lives every day. So I look forward to spending some time with you again and I hope that you will reflect deeply on what I have said, more importantly, what the Bible has said. And I invite you to get get your Bible out. If you don't have one, go buy one and start looking at these things and seeing that they are, you know, the same things that that happened then are happening now. And it's the same God who's ruling. God be with you.